Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And I'm Leo. And we, uh, man, it feels like it's been so long now. <laughs> it really has been. Holy shit. Has it? Exactly. You guys are out of practice. We're all out of practice now. Ah! I don't know. It'll. I'll let you know when I go through editing the podcast and I tell you, fuck, man, we sound like shit. I had to go through this three times. <laughs> Isn't it our fourth time doing it already? It, practice, I guess, right? Practice. Mm, yeah, practice, yes, practice. practice. We'll take it. But all righty, fellas, we got a lot of shit to cover. Um, I guess let's go through the weekend stuff real, real quick. Since we were all together. <laughs> yes. So uh, I did a, a little barbecue for my birthday. Very, very small. And guilt tripped everybody into putting on bite equipment. Guilt trip? I was more than ready to put it on. <laughs> it's true. I, didn't, it's true. I didn't even know what was you going on. You know me, on. Tony. You know me. I know. I know. I was confused what was going on. <laughs> But yeah, since I am going to be competing this Saturday uh, for my first trial at K9 Street League, I figured to take advantage of my birthday, invite a couple people over and get some good practice in, have everybody wear some equipment, kind of see exactly where my dog's at, what I need to practice on. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I did have some good video clips. I got to start reviewing them and see where he was lagging. Did I look cute in a video? Super. Thank you. Plus. Yep. Yep. The uh the sleeve the sleeve took away ten pounds, buddy. Woo! Yeah. Suit, however, maybe not, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty fun. I'm glad you guys came out. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Oh You're no problem. I, I love coming in late to birthday parties. You like coming what? I love coming in late. To, for birthday parties you were you were very late fashionably late you want to call that the fashion how old are you grandpa don't worry about it <laughs> 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 i'm old enough where i've taken my son to go meet mayor mayor max and i took him to go pet some camels <laughs> <laughs> that is very true <laughs> <laughs> You guys should have seen my face. I was so excited. <laughs> you were very excited. You were very, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just going to have to just take you to the zoo. and We'll take a bunch of cute-ass pictures. I've never been to the zoo in my life. Okay, we're taking you to the zoo, son. Nor an aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's plan it. Because Lizette has never been to the zoo, so I want to take her as well. I want to go to an aquarium first. Aquarium? Why the aquarium first? I've never been there. I Should we just make a trip to SeaWorld then? No, why not a pair in the Pacific? Yeah, we could. I mean, SeaWorld's kind of both, fish. right? It's kind of like a zoo and kind of like an aquarium. It is. What? SeaWorld. Uh, you just got to drive past the protesters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not down for that. <laughs> no, because I follow the Aquarium of the Pacific on TikTok. And I want to see the sea lions and the little chart and shit and whatnot and what forth and then long beach too so it's pretty pretty close for us 
It's all far for me. <laughs> I think SeaWorld's farther than anything else. I don't, you know, but see, like for me, everything's kind of like the same distance, whether I go to like LA or I go to San Diego. So for me, I just look at it in terms of traffic, like congestion. But the thing is, who who's there on the way? That's, you got to look at that way. Oh, I don't care about that. Oh, fuck <laughs> you then. <laughs> Yeah, I always look at congestion. That's why I most of the time I'd rather go towards San Diego than towards LA. LA Plus sucks. the aquarium, like you, you finish it right away. Like it's not an all day thing. Whereas SeaWorld, it kind of is more of an all day thing. I think they have sea lions. Yeah, they do have sea lions. SeaWorld? You can pet. Oh, no. Not that I know of. I feel like they would. They don't have Shamu there. So it was the whole point going there. <laughs> They have Shamu the fifth. Uh, not the not the not, not the original one. Not the original. Hey, did you say that about Mayor Max? <laughs> I told him, "Hello, Mayor Max the second. How you doing?" <laughs> I shook his paw. Didn't like the way I would look, and he barked at me. <laughs> hey, he was surprisingly fucking yappy. He saw me. He felt threatened. That's what happened. Maybe, maybe. I should have had my dog put him in check. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I want to go touch camels and feed camels, and the goat and the, and long the goat horns. and the longhorn and what else? The donkeys. Yep, the donkeys, the, the zebra donkeys. Hey, you look so sad and depressed, trying to like give food to the camel, and the camel didn't want to get get your food. That's crazy, man. You only recorded the one bad part, but you didn't record the happy moments. That's the wild part. <laughs> no, no, the happy moments are pictures. The sad parts are recordings. Yeah, you recorded just that one small instant, but all the time I was playing with the goats, touching the camels, feeding the camels and everything. I was all happy. It was all happy moments. The one time the camel didn't feel like eating the moment you started recording. <laughs> That's a while, like I said. Yeah, the only one you didn't fuck with was the, was the sheep for some reason. Well, it, I did fuck with the sheep. No, I made the sheep have like a backyard fight right there. I thought those were the goats. Were, oh, were there sheeps? No, there were goats. No, were there sheep? Sheep, no, sheeps. There were in the same area as the goats. I didn't see them. That sheep, I didn't see. Goats, Next time, son. Next donkeys. time. I just want waffles when I see donkeys. <laughs> Been watching Shrek too much. Shrek is an amazing movie. <laughs> All right. Well. Let's get into some headlines, fellas. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, first one, let's make this one the quick one. This is, uh, I guess, our anime reviews coming back. Yes. And we've been hearing some really good. I saw a bunch of people posting about it. Now I'm like, all right, hype. Let's go. Let's go see what this hype is about. So we're going to be re- uh, reviewing Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk after the game, Cyberpunk. So let's just hope the anime is complete. No bugs, glitches, uh, uh, resolution. They call it Cyberpunk Edge Runner, the anime. Get that corrected. Will my TV phase through the floor if I put it on the episode and everything? Oh, no. You, you probably would fade through the episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting faded for the episodes? What? I, well, I don't know. I thought I heard something else. I said phase. <laughs> you were hearing the game faded. Oh my god. 
Continue. Drugs, kids. <laughs> yeah, continue. Oh, uh, <laughs> what? Let's let's all do a dab. You know, dab, aka uh, drugs are bad. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna try to do it next weekend. Honestly, there is no guarantee we'll be ready, just because I am gonna be hard, hard grinding and training uh, for the competition this weekend. I'll watch on your behalf. Okay, I tried to watch uh, most of the first episode right now before recording. So I'll like see it. how much I can start squeezing in here and there. Because technically, uh, I could be watching it right now, but we're recording. That is true. So we'll we'll see where we end up. The goal is next. The next recording, we'll do the review. Everybody yeah. good with that? Yeah. Yep. Yay! All right. I'm done for it. I, I question though like do you think we need to play the know about the game too just to watch it or what nope. do you think nope i mean nope. it wouldn't be a very good anime if you needed to play the game no True. Just, just like one piece you know you have to watch one piece to understand one piece of the movie it's just like, like jujutsu kaisen you don't have to uh, understand the whole anime or you don't well, have to watch the all the movies in one piece are non-canon so you don't have to understand one piece these are the these movies. are non-canon too the Jujutsu Kaisen is canon because it's a prequel to the se- to the series. Um, well, I just watched it without watching the Jujutsu Kaisen, and then I watched Jujutsu Kaisen after. Nice, nice. So, technically, you could watch it. This this anime you can watch without playing Cyberpunk. And for anybody that's also interested, since we're talking about Jujutsu Kaisen, Wednesday, September twenty first, the Jujutsu Kaisen movie is coming to Crunchyroll. So I'm going to be super excited for that and we're going to watch it as soon as it comes out. That's crazy. I'm not going to be excited at all. <laughs> I could care less if you're not going to watch it. Hey, hey, you care because you responded back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do we come to? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next headline. So I know you guys have that bit. <laughs> Mustang oh. first impressions. Oh, I thought it was something else. <laughs> what were you thinking of? <laughs> you already yeah. bought a car and traded in the the, the That's current the one. That's the bet. That he's gonna trade in his uh current vehicle just to get a Mustang. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, are you know. plotting are you plotting something devious, Tony? You know, let's just talk about this Mustang release. <laughs> yeah, you hearing this? Hey, Tony, you're the one who brought up the bit, not us. Yeah. Yep, yep. And it's because this one makes me contemplate. I think they fucking killed it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually excited for this car. And it's been a while since I actually liked one of their new releases like this, you know? Yes, sir. Uh, what like- did you guys think? Did you guys watch the unveiling or when did you did you guys just saw the uh, the leaked photos when they came out? I, I just saw I photos, of- videos, like like people looking at it, like on display and stuff. I saw I saw the photos on Motor Trend when I was in the bathroom taking a massive existential crisis in the toilet. And I saw that I was like, damn, this shit looks hard. But then I, I took a little closer look. I'm like, damn, this kind of looks like a 400 Z, but a little beefier and longer and fatter. All right, I can see that. I said it. Cancel me. You know what? 
K-pop people? No, I'm not going to do that far. Wait, what? The fuck do K-pop people have to do with this? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> no, but yeah. No, yeah, um, the Mustang looks pretty good. Not going to lie. I really like it. Exterior, interior-wise, too. Tony, yeah. how do you feel about a bigger screen for the infotainment system compared to the S550? Uh, I mean, it looks good, but you know what I really liked about it? What? The fact that the clusters have themes in the settings. That is true. And what are one of the themes? A fox body cluster. (laughs) I thought that was such a cool little fucking Easter egg. Like, you know, when they first started doing like... um, the retro stylings right and they said oh the 2005 was modeled after the 1960 whatever right yeah my whole thing has always been like they need to start pulling stuff off the fox body and incorporating it and when i saw some of the uh clusters and i see the gauge i was like oh like obviously it's not a direct fucking exact thing obviously because it's you know it's 80s tech but the fact that they use that as the design like That made me kind of (laughs) happy. Nice, nice. And yeah, kind of like what Leo said, the 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 design of it just it looks really damn good. And you know, if we're if we're using kind of like the uh right, the whole purpose is they improve every year, right? Or every revision. So we had the GT uh three fifty. Then we had the Mach 1, which was kind of supposed to take its place as the track one, right? I thought that was supposed to replace the the performance pack, too. Mm, I don't think so. I think we covered that. I think it was supposed to, I think the Mach 1 was supposed to replace uh, the performance pack, too. I'd have to double check that because we still have performance pack, too. Oh, okay. Okay. Mach 1 is a is a special edition thing that they always True. do every, you know, every so many years they'll do a Mach 1 for one or yeah. two years and then stop. I've only seen one so far in person. Oh, like out on the streets. Yeah, the new Mach 1. It was in downtown Temecula. Okay. Yeah, no, they look good. I think I've only seen it once too. Mm-hmm. Um but if we're taking those as what they're leaving behind, right? Yeah. We have this Dark Horse edition, which, you know, corny fucking name. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish they, and I know we covered it when they talked about the competition about naming the Mustang and stuff. Like, damn, super corny. But anyways, if we will take the GT350, the Mach 1 as a baseline, right? Mm-hmm. And their goal is to perform better than that Mach 1. This is going to be a, a fucking badass car. Yeah. It's going to perform super well. Um, supposedly, they're thinking it's going to be close to 500 horsepower, still using a 5.0 engine, which is fucking great. Yeah. We're still going to have our manual transmission. There are no hybrid, no electric. It's still going to be a purist car, right? Dual dual throttle body intake design as well, too, which I think that's interesting. 
Yeah, I don't care how they do it. I'm just glad it's getting more power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the only, only bad thing I could say is that they are removing the manual transmission from the EcoBoost. Huh. Interesting. So it's going to be strictly automatic for the EcoBoost Mustangs? Yep. Interesting. Which I thought was kind of sad just because that's like the entry level. That's the gateway drug for most for most young people kind of trying to get into it, you know? That's, that's true because um, my little sister, she would actually love to have an EcoBoost Mustang. And she actually said that she would love to have it as a manual when she starts to learn to drive and she's able to get her own car. Yeah. You'll have to get her a 2023. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, I, I think it's a bad decision. Like, I know the culture is, you know, V8 or nothing kind of thing, you know? And that's kind of always been the culture with the Mustang community. But shit, I guarantee you most of the Mustang community did not start with a V8. No. I started with a 3.8, the fucking slowest turd fucking V6. (laughs) And I broke that transmission like three times. (laughs) I started with a V8, like a real American. Oh, America. Which one? Uh, V8. V8 what? What car? What car? A Chevrolet. It wasn't the fastest. But it was there. Astro van. Uh, no. Tequache. No. <laughs> Camaro. Oh. I rock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, was it the 305? I told you, not the fastest. <laughs> It's so sad. I used to I used to uh, race a guy in the IROC all the time because we were so close, like in speed, his V8 and my V6. <laughs> hey, one thing, they look good. IROC look good. I like the IROCs. I mean, it gave it gave old school Chevy some of the most iconic wheels that are still being used on every fucking thing today. I thought it was the Impala wheels. <laughs> The Impala wheels? Yeah. Which ones? The early 90s Impala SS. Nah, you throw IROCs more on everything. Mm-hmm. The way I see I see a lot of people using those early 90s Impala wheels. Mm, maybe because they can't find IROCs no more. Because I even threw fucking IROCs on my station wagon. <laughs> Everybody Jesus fucking Christ. had IROCs back in the day. Then again, I could also be old as shit. So, yeah. Mm. That is the possibility, of course, too. But anyways, this looks like it's... Man, it it looks like they did it right. Like, every time I saw... even, Even the Mustang I bought, the 2015, I wasn't, like, super excited about it when it came out. You know what I mean? When it came, no when the was. 2015 came out, my first thoughts was, I wonder if I can get a Gen 1 Coyote for cheaper now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is one where I'm actually kind of like, okay, I'd, I'd buy one of these. Absolutely. 
And then pretty much you had like a love-hate relationship for the S550s. I remember you told me about that. I did. I really liked the power. It, it I really liked the power. I love the driving of it. Like for being a big car, especially with the weight it carried, it handled very well. Yeah. Like when I took it out on track, it's, you know, pumping out a shit ton of torque. And I was running 235 tires on it. <laughs> yeah, because you had the base model. Yeah, Ford don't care about your safety. <laughs> 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 what do we do with this giant, with this fucking high horsepower V8? He didn't buy premium. Give him 235 tires. <laughs> then they wonder why they crash. But um, no, yeah, like, I pretty, I like I pretty the much car. lucked out on getting the track pack one that I got. What's that? I pretty much lucked out on the track pack that I got. No, you thought nice. it was a base model. Tony just kept saying base, so my my I don't know. <laughs> what? If Tony didn't add the base when he kept saying track pack, he's like base track pack. I was like, I kept thinking base model. For who? For me. Oh, you had the track pack, but it was added to a base model because then there's the premium. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, there was a love-hate relationship with it just because, I don't know. To me, it, I was still stuck on my Fox body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like You if had I a different reason for your love-hate relationship from what I remember you told me. A different reason. That you loved the design, how it looked and everything, but you also hated that everybody had it as well. Because oh, it was that yeah, popular. yeah. I mean, well, that too. But I mean, that kind of goes with every Mustang. Like Mustang yeah. is a very popular car, you know? Yeah. That's the way it will always be, probably. I'm sure even with this one, yeah, you're not going to be the only one buying this new Mustang. Like, it's going to be everywhere. <laughs> Good and bad thing, right? Because that's kind of why aftermarket is so huge with these. That's why there's so many special editions from the Shelby to the Celine to the Jack Roush to the von getten versions the rtrs right mm -hmm. everybody makes special edition versions there's a bunch of aftermarket for it that's why they get that support the aftermarket support but yeah everybody and their mama's gonna have one of these mustangs my biggest love hate with it was really just because i was just so stuck on the fox body dude like if i didn't if i couldn't put it in first gear pop the clutch and feel like i was gonna lose control and die I kind of got bored and like that car just had too much technology and control, which I know the new one will too, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to compromise. I'll just keep my Fox body <laughs> then. <laughs> Let's not forget the reason you got rid of it is because you got hit rear-ended twice in it. Yeah. Well, I think more so than that is that I wanted something more, I don't know. I guess I wanted something different. I wanted a, a hot hatch. I think that was my goal when I when I traded it in. It was. It was. I wanted a hot hatch for sure. But I think now it's getting to the point where I'm just using the Subaru for utility. And I'm just going to get an individual car for each individual task. <laughs> kind of like the truck. The truck, all that thing's going to do is tow and haul. I'm not going to use it for anything else. What else am I going to use, use that shit for, you know? Yeah. So I think I'm just going to get individual task cars. 
Can we find this new Mustang a task is the question. No. No? <laughs> Definitely no. All right. Well, closing thoughts on it, fellas? I think nice. it looks really good. So I'm excited for it. Good. Nice. Amazing. GG. That's my opinion of it. I like it. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, well, we wanted to let's move on to the next topic then. Uh, we wanted to do a quick shout out to Jaime from Race FF Pod. He's doing some coverage of NASA Nationals at Laguna Seca. Nice, nice. Yes, mostly in regards to the Honda Challenge. You know, we we know, we know. <laughs> anyway. If you're interested in listening to some of that, he's doing interviews with Carlos with. Um, uh, Leo, Leo, oh, really? Yeah, I think he had two other people on too, actually. Right? I think he had a guest that he just had recently on from the east coast. Me, I don't know if you guys listened to that episode. I do. Do you remember his name? No, I don't. (laughs) You are no help, you are of no help, buddy. (laughs) The problem is, you trusted me for help. That's the biggest mistake. That you know what. That is the biggest mistake. God damn. Oh. <laughs> I just wet myself by accident. But yeah. Well, yeah, he he's has um he's doing live interviews basically right there at the track talking about what's going on. And it's always interesting content. So if you guys have any interest in listening to it, go check it out. Go give a listen to him. Yeah, go get, go definitely have a give a listen to Jaime, which is basically Leo's baby daddy. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> well that went fucking fast. Damn right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, yeah, that's uh Jaime. He's gonna be at race FF pod. We'll probably be reposting him or posting some of his stuff you know periodically anyways if you guys don't know by now hey man all right manny why don't you roll us into our next topic buddy all righty and then we got sugoi saturday coming up this saturday the 24th so if anybody's also interested if you're not interested in dog events like tony is (laughs) i'm after Uh, that w right Yeah, so go to Saturday, and it's going to be at the Honda Center, like always at this point, right? Yeah. Just come down good for good family fun and have fun and weeb out. That's all I can say. Always good things from uh, from the people from Offset who's hosting this uh, event. And I, can noth- I can't say nothing but positive review about that. Always a good, good turnout they have and always the positive, friendly people. Good seeing old friends, new friends, and good stickers. Stickers sticker vendors and whatnot and it looks like they're going to be having an art event too so people that want to like test out their artistic abilities they can go out and have fun with their with going to uh joining the art event that they're going to have at a Sugoi saturday as well well i'm gonna turn in my special stick figure special drawing hopefully stick i win your specials yeah what I is the stick figure special for leo it's a stick figure with all of our name on it hugging each other so just basically having a bro <laughs> moment in stick figure form. Mm, yes. 
But the thing is, like, I'm taller than all you guys in the drawing. Artistically, <laughs> yes. Artistically, yes. <laughs> but yeah, come out, join the fun. It's going to be on what day again, Manny? Uh, September 24th, this Saturday at the Honda Center. Yeah, so come on, come out and have fun. Enjoy. And I think they are also they were gonna do a, a like a Halloween special for October, but I think it got postponed. So we're gonna oh, they keep got, an eye. My, they got postponed because they're doing other events uh, mm. out of states. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Offset and the and the team and everything just doing a good job on their events and everything. So congrats to them how they're building their platform. Yeah, good job on them. Definitely, GG. definitely. We've had them on the books to have them on the podcast for a really long time. <laughs> I know. Should I go to a shop and be like, hey, you guys ready for a podcast or what? You should, actually. And they're, no, they're going to be like, who the fuck is you? They know you, dude. No, I've been like, what, two years? You know, look at me like, bro, who this like, whose child is this? I Don't haven't seen Keem or Van in like so long. And then when I saw them at Anime Expo, they recognized me, dude. Like, Really? They, they'll recognize you, dude. No, no, last time I saw them, uh, I forgot what event. It was like not too long ago. I said hi. I didn't even know who I was. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. You didn't give off the Mr. Bitches vibe, so they probably didn't recognize you. What the fuck is the Mr. Bitches vibe? That's one of my. was a threatening aura. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I want to know. You tell us. It's, it's your vibe, <laughs> well, not us. That's the first time I'm hearing the Mr. Bitches vibe. <laughs> <laughs> sound like a creeper vibe to me like a stalker moment that does sound like a kind of a creepy vibe actually right thank <laughs> you I don't like it at all alright well speaking, speaking of events, of events a <laughs> what everybody been all been waiting for really I don't know about waiting sure. for I'm pretty sure some people are tuning in just to hear about this. Well, I didn't even know I was waiting for it because I didn't even hear about the event in the first place. What event? Exactly. Never heard of it. Right? I'm out. Did you advertise this? No, I didn't even know it was advertised. Was it marketed? No. Was it promoted? Who knows? That is the question. That is the question. That, oh, okay, all right. Let's stop beating around the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, Leo, one of you guys kick us off. Manny, kick us off. I barely even know about this event, so I don't even know how to kick it off. Well, do your best. All righty. So this past weekend, we had SoCal Anime Convention at the Pomona Fairplex. As just like the listeners, probably, we didn't even know this event happened because it wasn't marketed. Or if it was, it was poorly marketed on top. No, it definitely looked like it was very poorly mar- marketed. And what we heard from this event, it wasn't a a SoCal good event. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it was... How would you guys describe this? I guess if we're going to kind of do a quick overview of what this is, is this was an anime convention at the Pomona Fairplex. Wait, would you call it a convention or a, an event? Um, I believe it would be a convention, right? At this point, I would say it's a convention. I mean, it had exhibit hall, artist alley. That's it. It, it <laughs> had voice actors, apparently. Intended. Intended, yes. 
intended con at the Pomona Fairplex three days. Um, and basically what happened was a very, very low turnout and low. a lot of unhappy people. To a point where it reached across the seas. That I did not know. What do you mean across the seas? Lots of people in Japan heard about this. Okay. Care to expand? And what I saw on Twitter, I can't find it anymore. But a lot of people in Japan brought this up of what happened with Soka Anime with all their thing that happened, which we're going to explain later on. Uh, they were shocked of what happened there and everything in general what just happened with all the uh, event that went down at the SoCal anime event or con, you should say. So it got around, news got around all over the place really quick or really badly. Sounds all right. All right. So yeah, this was the SoCal anime convention. And we got a lot of people that reached out and wanted their story told. So we have a couple of comments and then we have a couple of uh, nerd analysis on top of that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Some Word Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) You know, as best as we could, right? Correct. All right. So um, why don't you start with the first anonymous submission? From an attendee or vendor? Uh, I'll just say anonymous in general. Anonymous, got it. Anonymous, anonymous. Well, this anonymous sent me a, a personal message. Um, like I said, I'm not going to say who it is. Um, but they told me this, and I'm going to read it from what they said to me of, of everything that went down. So, this is behalf of them. Speaking of on behalf of all vendors, event goers, cosplayer, and Itasha owner, when SoCal Anime first started to where it's at now, it has a lot of side of its way. There has been a bunch of changes, such as change of ownership, the way they treated everyone, and how each event with the new ownership had de- uh, deteriorated. Excuse me, I'm not good at English. There were other owners of SoCal Anime, and there were they were either kicked out or left organization when there were four hosts during the setup of these events. There, there were always two hosts slash owner that were guiding and helping every vendor, but the other two we always saw were Miss and Affinity chilling at the booth. They never greeted vendor at the event unless they are they, unless there was an attention to bring their brand up quote unquote such as collaboration this we can show the true colors of how manipulative and condescending and money hungry the current owners slash hosts are at first they were about the community and now they're about the money on september 16 through 18 socal anime convention happened it was a con happened at, and it resulted in how unprofessional a two-person team is with all the money made, they can't even invest a dime into marketing panels, employees, enough VAs, and even a decent security team. 
as for all the allegations towards socal anime a lot of vendors weren't notified or the owner hosts weren't even transparent about ticket sales to the vendors the owner slash host 100 knew it was going to fail this situation is all over ig twitter tiktok facebook and reddit and they're trying to shroud and steer the tension away from how they basically stole money from the vendor slash event goers their lack of investment and socal anime resulted in their downfall their marketing solely relied on the vendors cosplayer and their own ig following they do not listen to the feedback they take it as being haters quote unquote when they should have learned from the past mistake by far this is a their biggest mistake and that's it I did see some info as well, where like when there's an, an exhibit hall or like the artist alley is organized, the tables are numbered and they're assigned a number of where they're going to be stationed at. And apparently they didn't have, they no no tables or anything were assigned, no numbers. Uh, so it was just an utter mess of like, just disorganization, just where artists and vendors didn't even know where they were going to be stationed at. So they just had a pickup spot and just set up there. Yeah. What I, yeah. What I also saw from that too, from the artist section is that people will be coming early and you don't have a number station, like where to go. So they'll be sitting at a random table just to find out they're getting kicked out from that table, make them wait outside the hall, wait for their table. Once they find out there's a table for them, they sit down just to find out that's not their table again. It's like a, ongoing process of literally a musical share musical chair i like that analogy <laughs> i like that i like that yeah so it was a complete um what you american people say a shit show a shit show <laughs> <laughs> but this was by far the worst convention of history of convention would you guys agree uh who knows there's probably been worse but we don't know about it at the moment that's true um by so far i guess by so far yeah to our knowledge and, and i wasn't there yeah and from what i've also learned is that uh a lot of people bought tickets for the event but they never got a confirmation email so yeah. no confirmation allegedly. emails allegedly allegedly all this is allegedly and when people would try to go back onto the website to see about buying a ticket again because they think they didn't get they didn't actually buy it because no confirmation email, the ticket sales option was gone from from the website. Mm. Yeah, and I heard a lot of people trying to get a refund and try to contact the 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 host who's running the thing allegedly again. Um, they they did not respond back. They were all ignored. And some people are really upset to a point where they're taking legal matters to get this refund. And what it'll look like too on um, what I see on Reddit uh, and Twitter, uh, this is my take to a federal level state. Like I said, all this is allegedly. This is why I've been reading uh, through Twitter and Reddit. So allegedly, they've been going up to. Uh, legal court. I'm not legal court. Federal uh, side court. So I don't know what really went down there. It's like I said when I read that excerpt from 
the anonymous person. It seemed like a lot of people gave them a heads up of telling them not to do it, not to go. This is a bad idea, but I guess they went for it. And now they're in a pickle. And it looks like they're going to give up on future, any future events for SoCal Anime as well. I think this is the end for SoCal Anime. It really is. Best to be told. Well, I don't like, you know, you know me, Manny. I like to give people multiple chances, whatnot. But this, for them, it's, I don't think there's no recovering from this at all. Well, there's no recovering for vendors either, because since it was poorly marketed and vendors had to pay to be part of it so they can sell, they just, they, they didn't make their money back for their table spot. Which really hurts me a lot to see, because a lot of these artists are taking their, you know, personal time off to go to these conventions to make money for their everyday living. Living, they keep a roof on their head, a food on the table, uh, electricity, all that, et cetera, et cetera. But now, because they spent X amount of money to for a space, which they made nearly nothing with, nearly not even no one showing up. It's really heartbreaking for me to hear from for vendors and um, artists together. And I even got in contact with uh, Fresh Tango is a sticker vendor. Um, If anybody's interested in checking out their IG page, Fresh Tango. And one of his designs was used for the duffel bag, uh, swag bags for the convention and without their knowledge. And he's told me that they've tried contacting the organizers, but they're they're not getting back to them. Oh, so stolen stolen art, you said? Yeah, pretty much stolen artwork right there, too. Wow, that's... So just basically going downhill at this point. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, like, what, what does it hurt to go ask if we could ask you this thing for X amount of profit for you? Does it really hurt? Well, isn't one of the organizers... Um... Don't they sell merchandise with their own like content? There is. It's um it's uh affinity.us, I believe. Okay, so if they have their own content, why couldn't they use their own content? They probably saw that it was their stuff is trash and so you wanted to use someone else's betters. That I do know, I do not know. Okay, well, yeah, that seems super all bad. And like I said, like, I feel like our podcast account, you know, it's pretty weeb the fuck out. Yeah. And like, that's where I see most of the events. Look, I see sometimes advertisements from like artists or vendors that have like 120 followers or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's our, our podcast Instagram account is the algorithm's geared towards this kind of stuff, you know? And I don't remember ever seeing anything on it. Yeah, even mine too. Even though I have, like, mostly car stuff, I do get, like, any kind of anime event, some little small-time anime event, uh, I'll receive the notification right away because I'll, I'll be going to them still, surprisingly. And I've yet to see anything from these people. And I don't know how they managed to promote it what happened it was something went wrong with the algorithm i don't know 
but I've yet to see it. I have yet to see other people posting about the SoCal anime event. Um, I had a couple of people, uh, some cosplayers, some um, event goers went to this apparently. And y'all messaged me. These all told me that when you went, it looked like it was closed, but reality was just so poor empty that there was literally no one there. You can just do whatever you want right there and no one would even bat an eye. It was just dead empty. Yeah, there was even a video where I saw like someone doing like a fan-made performance on a stage and just just one spectator for that performance. Man, if, if I knew this was going on and I see that, uh, I guess that performance person doing a performance, obviously on stage, I'll, I'll hype that shit up. I don't care if like, if it's just me or another person, hey, they, they went out there to give a performance and hoping, you know, people hype them up. I'll go out there and start, I don't know, doing a backflip. I can bring out my Moroccan, just going crazy. I'm like, yeah, you go homie. Fucking hit that shit. Fuck. Yeah. I'll hype them up because they literally took their their time of day to go to the event, which was literally a dismal downfall. I did have a response from our one of our good friends, Alex Kanagawa Hearts. And he also says, like, yeah, like it's like the event's right next to my place. I don't even I didn't even hear about it. It's like <laughs> so he says he missed out because. The only reason why he missed out is because sad weaves. So he could have roasted that situation about sad weaves. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <In> Alex. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, he, he said, he says, like, I live next to it. Never heard of it. I was like, what? Sad weaves? Damn, I missed out. <laughs> hey, that's typical Alex. He knows this man's a good guy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. if, he, if he would have went, I would have went too, to point out laugh at sad weaves. Sometimes you guys remind me of that meme where um, the guy's yelling at some kid walking by going, fucking weeb. And then it has like a also a weeb. Like. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much me at this point now. Every time I see a car with enemy stickers, I'll be like, fucking weeb. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm driving my Mustang with the weeb stickers on it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Checks out. All right. Will, you guys want to get into a little bit of this nerdy shit? Yeah. Are we using PEMDAS? We could. Are we using the Pyrag? What was that thing? A squared, B squared equals C squared? Um, that's the Pythagorean theorem? Yeah, are we doing that? We are not. We are going to be working on averages. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that from your math classes. I ended <laughs> is that a yes or a no? I'm gonna take, take I ended at calculus no. back huh? in I stopped at calculus too back in junior high school. Not junior high school, at junior level at high school. So why did you let me do all this shit? You could have done it. <laughs> Bro, that's a lot of work. Do you think I'm gonna do that shit? What the fuck? <laughs> uh all right. So, anyways, um, what we wanted to try to do, right, is to see if we could do a rough estimate based upon, again, everything's based upon what we could see from the outside, what we got information from people on the inside, people who reached out to us, 
and try to see if we can calculate some numbers and money. So yes. again, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so again, this is just like a rough estimate from our point of view. Yeah, yeah. so don't come at us. Chill. These are all estimates. Um, the numbers we reference are based upon the Fairplex's website PDF showing all of their prices for throwing an event. Uh, now, we don't know if all of the workers are um, required for the, these events, uh, how many hours they had to pay these workers, how many of each workers. So we did our best estimate at agreed upon between the three of us and kind of ran with it. Like, these are our estimate. We don't know the official estimate of what the SoCal Anime people actually did or paid. It could be cheaper. It could be more. We don't know. We just did everything based off of the, like Tony said, a PDF from the Pomona Fairplex. Yes. And the best available information we could find. Correct. With that out of the way, here's our estimate. All right. So going through the PDF that has everything from, um, Cleanup fees, fire permits, the hall rental per day for two each hall, um, security guards, janitor, ambulance, ambulance. Um, medical tech, police, labor, electrician, equipment operator, IT. Again, we're not 100% sure if they need an equipment operator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, fire safety officer, which was added recently, and the parking lot fee. Now, we had a little debate about the parking lot fee because it seems that the organizer would have to pay per section of parking lot. Oh, what? So each section of parking lot, oh, that's actually a typo, is $5,350. And I don't know how many they, if it's like, hey, your event requires, you know, one, and one can hold X amount of cars or for X amount of people or whatever, right? Yeah. I don't know. We don't know how big those sections are. There's none of those details in there, right? Correct. So we just left it at just one parking section. Um, now, remember, there was allegedly about 900 tickets sold, right? Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. So obviously not every single person is driving their own damn car, right? Correct. But again, we don't know if the each parking section is, what, 300 parking spots? At that point, that might be, you know, it might not fit for 900 ticket sales. You know what I mean? Yeah. It maybe each parking spot's 200. You know what I mean? Like maybe they, maybe they, they had to charge that twice. We don't know. That's kind of a big variable. So unfortunately, our margin of error could be fucking huge. It could be, especially since weaves are broke all the time. So they just get dropped off. That's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> How weaves are broke, but the furries are like rich as hell. I always forget about that. That shit is expensive. What the fuck? Yeah, they're all IT techs. <laughs> Which doesn't mean not all IT techs are furries. I was about to say, Leo. No, 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 no. Relax, 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 relax. That's why I changed it. I, I had to clear out, clear out the air. <laughs> That's why they need giant keyboards. Tony, you would know? No, I'm not an IT tech. Well, we're getting a little out of topic now. Are we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, after running these numbers, um, right? Because uh, the hall number seven is $7,300 a day. And hall number nine, 
I might have those numbers backwards, uh, was $5,350. So, right, one is $21,900, the other one $16,050 for three days, right? Yeah. So then we collected up one parking lot fee as well as our estimate for the hourly pay for security guard, janitor, and all the other little uh, people they would have to hire, right? Yeah. Uh, we chose out roughly how many hours they're doing um, to keep it on the conservative side, again, because this is all estimates anyways. Correct. Uh, we ran everything straight time, not paying any overtime. Definitely not overtime. Yeah. So I, I think maybe that helps our margin of error in case maybe, let's say, they didn't need an IT guy, right? But we didn't charge any overtime on security right or maybe they didn't need an equipment operator but we didn't charge any overtime on the janitorial staff which we know is going to last for more hours than the con because they have to clean up afterwards yeah or and make sure it's clean before they open the next day right correct correct yes i just realized i made a Big error on my math. <laughs> Congrats. Uh, damn it. Okay. So I chart, I calculated the hall rentals for three days, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But all the employee wages for security, janitor, ambulance, the fire safety inspector, and all that stuff, I only calculated for one day. Good one, Fonzie. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Manny, why don't you run us through the uh, profit side and let me rerun these numbers super quick. Okay. Which one's the profit side again? That ticket would be sales. the right side, sir. Right side. So ticket yeah. sales, 35 for one day, 70 for three days. So allegedly, like we said, 900 tickets were sold. Estimated. Estimated. That's why I said allegedly. And with that, that it's going to be ranging around thirty-one thousand to sixty-three thousand, so average around forty-seven thousand on yeah. ticket sales. So there's also booth rental uh, vendors, which was around forty people, and each of the spot was six hundred dollars, I believe. So estimated around twenty four thousand on that. Artist Alley, it was four fifty a spot, which only twenty people got, and it was roughly came out around nine k. Uh, top of that, food vendors, uh, they were taxed on that, right? They were. They also had to pay thirty five percent of their sales for food. Okay. So we're looking at maybe like around 5,400 for food sales. Mm, Okay, okay, okay. So we're looking at like around a 85, around 85,000 is what they made for the event. Uh, Wow, Tony fucked up our screen. Did he? Yeah, or for my end. (laughs) For the listener, uh, sorry for this. We're going to edit some of these parts out. Please do so it won't be like awkward quiet. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was fast, wasn't it? Awesome. You're weird. I don't know how to do math. Look at that. You did it less than like two seconds. 
after <laughs> editing it seems super fast <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyways uh we were going through i was going through the hour hourly salary by how many hours per day and how many people they needed and then i realized that i only did that once and it's a three-day event so I did calculate the hall rental for three days, but I did not do three days for all the staffing or at least the required staffing quote. We don't know if it's required staffing that they have at the Fairplex thing. So if not all of it is required, then this could be significantly lower, right? Correct. But given security, $36 an hour, at least 10 hours, right? The con was open from noon to 10. So that means security is basically showing up when it starts and leaving when it's done, basically, right? Yes. Which we know is, you know, probably not the case, right? Mm -hmm. And 900 people to cover, you know, some people floating around inside and entrances and exits, parking lot, right? We estimated 10 people. At... And we basically, uh, same thing, janitorial, we estimated about seven people, 12 hours because we're, and again, 12 hours seems kind of low because probably takes more than an hour before and an hour after to clean up, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Well, given the low attendance, maybe not, but we estimated seven people for those three days, and that is at $31 an hour per Pomona Fairplex's uh, sheet there, right? And so on and so forth. After totaling everything with paying employees, uh, their three days, their hours, the hall rental, the parking lot, uh, we came out to about, and I'm rounding off, right? $120,000. So, huh? yep, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it seems about right now. Oh, you just, you just did that in your head, huh? No, actually, I was looking at it up, looking it up, and it, it kind of matches how much they did actually oh there was uh, other comments on this yeah fucker you could have saved me so much work <laughs> why would i do that it takes the joy out of doing math okay whatever all right so <laughs> <laughs> compared that to our eighty-five thousand six hundred and fifty in profit side right and now given there's a huge margin because we don't know how much money they made off the vendors we just Average $6 per ticket, as if each person bought a couple things and got taxed 35%. They made $6 off of each person that was there, right? Yeah. Right. That's kind of how we came up with that number. And for all we know, that's fucking way off, too. That's how we got the 5400 We didn't know how many was in the Artist Alley. So based upon the people we talked to for vendors in Artist Alley, we got 40 vendors, 20 artists. And again, like we told you, we did the average of um, the one-day and three-day ticket sales for the tickets. Now, that could be in... Huh? Because another variable that we have to consider is um, also these prices could also change depending on when it's being rented out, depending on the time of the year as well. True, but the PDF did not reference season. Yeah, I know, I know. So the PDF seemed to have pretty hard number in there uh, starting the beginning of the year. And I, you know, I looked at the 2020, the 2021 and the 2022, and they all kind of had the same format. So I don't know if there's a big change in fluctuation for time of year. 
but um like i said we could that the average of ticket sales we got was forty seven thousand dollars if everybody bought on the high end that would be the 63 that would bump up our estimate from 85 you know bump it up another a little bit over 10 right correct so that puts us really close to a balancing point right now unknowns well there's a lot of unknowns right but there's something that we don't uh, account for right which is taxes um mm -hmm. and what would you call it? accessory rentals yeah table share fences yeah you know they got a fence off the area or else anybody can just walk in they have the barricades right they have all the poles tables chairs um ticket booth workers right and I also put in their volunteers and lunch. Did they provide lunch? Uh, I don't know, but might as well. Just sure. in case. <laughs> sure. Lunch. Uh, so we don't know for all we know, they had volunteers to do the booth working. They had people bring their own tables and chairs. Um, I think I had saw one of you guys put a post in our group chat for, um, that somebody said they were promised two chairs and only had one, right? So it yeah. sounds like there was chairs being provided, meaning that, that they possibly did pay for the chairs, but just not for all of them. Yeah. There was no pricing on those equipment rentals or those accessory rentals. Hopefully not. Well, no, no. There was a price. They just didn't list the price. So we don't know how much they spent on that, too. Hmm. So now I question like, okay, did they make any money or did they have just a tremendous fucking fail or maybe get super lucky and break even? Well, apparently they had a, uh, in the beginning, from what, what Leo su uh, supplied on some information is that they had enough chance to invest money into marketing from what they've gotten out of ticket sales so far, but they never did as well. So who knows at that point too? Yeah. Looks like they should have. Fuck. <laughs> right, right. And like we said, you know, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Um, these are obviously numbers we're pulling out. Our ass. Trying, yeah, not really out of our ass, but like we're trying to do our best to estimate this, right? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't that expensive. Maybe they made out with some cash. But judging from what we're seeing, they probably didn't make out with a whole lot of cash. It seems like some really bad business not advertising and getting that out there. Or not advertising well enough. The strategy didn't work. Whatever strategy they used, right? Yep. It didn't work. And they probably burnt a ton of bridges with the community. They burnt a ton of bridges with vendors and artists and probably business <laughs> probably a lot of businesses that aren't gonna you know that aren't, aren't gonna be working with their kind of business plan anymore you know what i mean no and then just like how you said like with community uh apparently they had voice actors um to be featured at the events and since the voice actors saw how terrible it was and they, since they work for big companies like crunchyroll apparently now they're blacklisted from those companies the voice actors uh, I, th I think uh, that was one of some issue, some info that you posted earlier, Leo. Uh, run that. 
Okay, the, I know the voice actors or the organizers. Uh, the voice actors uh, worked for other companies like Crunchyroll. Apparently, uh, they were they were just like appalled by like how poorly this event was and how they treated them and everything. So it was the event organizer that got blacklisted, correct? Yeah. Not yeah. okay. Okay. That's what I was looking for to clarify too. <laughs> yeah, because you made it sound like the voice actor got blacklisted. And we were like, "What?" No, no, no. Yeah, the way you worded it. That's why. Sorry. We, that's all good. It's all good. But yeah, that's no good. That's bad. Yeah. So be interested to see if uh, any kind of legal stuff comes out of here and. Now that we've invested the time, if it goes into any kind of legal battle, I want to find out the uh, money details, see yeah. how close we were. <laughs> yeah, if if any of you guys, any of the listener listening to us, uh, yeah, if you want to talk to us, give us more info about your personal experience. If something ever happened there, do let us know. Uh, DM us at unacceptedpod, email unacceptedpod at gmail. Yep. Com. Uh, you can DM on OV2 or Sonic OS underscore S550, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what I did heard, uh, like I said, it was an allegation, so I'm not I'm not going to go too much in detail on this, but I did heard someone got um, harassed at the con, too. But that was just, it was just word going by. I'm, like I said, I'm not 100% sure. That's why I'm not going so much detail on this, but I just saw that flying around. And those type of allegation, uh, I'm not really going to go into into it, but that's a really serious detail at that point. So, like I said, allegedly, that's what I've heard. Or okay. I heard and saw. Well, what but, did you hear about the ambulance? Ambulance? Somebody uh, left in a stretcher or something? Uh, it was the one of the hosts organized, I believe. Uh, Infinity.us. Uh, seeing that he had a panic attack, what well, uh, what I've seen from multiple sources from social media, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, uh, you name it, allegedly he got a panic attack and he was put on a stretcher and went to the hospital, I believe, or was taken care of, treated. Not one hundred percent sure, but that's what I, um, everyone was saying, and a lot of people were trying to confirm on that too. Got it. Okay. You know, I always try to say, you know, not to go with emotion all the time, right? Correct. That's why I wanted to uh, take the time and look at the numbers, see if maybe legitimately it was, you know, and not to excuse it, right? There, There's no excuse for a bad business plan at the end of the day. Do you have plenty of resources to, to kind of research this and figure out how to make it successful? Mm-hmm. But I guess the the one side of me got so so kind of upset for the vendors and for the out artists, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it made me want to do an emotional response at first without looking at the numbers, but now again, just from the information we've tried to do ourselves here, there's a good possibility he maybe had a panic attack because he just lost his ass and money too. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a big maybe, blow. Maybe it wasn't really something intended to be done with malice. It mm-hmm. could have just been incompetence. Correct. 
But either way, you know, obviously everybody's mad and justifiably so, you know? Oh, definitely. That that hurts everybody's pocketbooks that was trying to do something that day, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I said, if anyone wants to come out, you want to talk about it, do let us know. Absolutely. And uh, anything else to add before we close this episode out, fellas? Uh, they did announce that My Dress Up Darling season two is now in production, so I'm excited for that. Boo, Manny went right back to normal podcasting. <laughs> nice, all right, Leo. Um, Susie will be gone, aka my Subaru. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you did mention that. That's it. That's how far I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, any updates on the Celica? Manny, god damn it. <laughs> We're not talking about that, remember? I just want to know if there's an update. That's all I, mean, I said. You keep bringing it up yourself, dude. I don't. I, I bring it up because the Manny keep bringing it up. Yeah, you've already brought it up on the podcast a ton of times. Ain't no secret no more. All right. No, no update. <laughs> The motor I got was fucking was worse than the other one I got. Yikes. So I'm searching for another 22RE. If you have a, a good running 22RE on the low, I'm not paying fucking 3000 for that shit. Please do let me know at, un, at unknown underscore B2. If you want to be my sugar mama, sugar daddy, hit me up too at unknown B2. Uh, I really need the money uh, for a brand new 22RE or, or a ch- a sugar person to fucking fund that shit. I'm sure we got a ton of sugar mama listeners. You hear that, ladies? He's desperate. I'm desperate. He's desperate. Oh, yeah. It's the favorite words they want to hear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And I guess last note from me. Um, Maybe if I remember, I will post the YouTube link to the competition this Saturday. A, it is gonna be uh like not televised but you know youtube streamed or whatever the hell mm-hmm. so i'll share the link and if you guys want to see the competition i'll share the link on saturday yeah. hell yeah all righty you guys well i guess with that we'll call this an episode manny yeah you can definitely find us on instagram twitter and facebook at unaccepted pod and we do have a website unacceptedpod.com and be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review on wherever you listen to from iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and I was about to make a joke, but I don't want to get uh, sued. So I will leave it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if you have any questions, need to email us, send a death thread after listening to this episode. You can email <laughs> us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we will see everybody next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Adios. Farewell.